<laughs> Welcome to Base Politics. I'm Evan. I'm Alex. Welcome to. Very cheery. I know that was quite a different intro. I sound like that was my radio voice. Welcome. That was it. No, you've got a good radio voice. That's what that, I mean. You were. Uh, I've been told that many times. It's true. You got it. So and not all of them were my mother. So it means something. <laughs> it was another mother, but everyone's a mother. Everyone's an African. What? We're all Africans, <laughs> technically. We go way, way back. Anyways. <laughs> Um, how was your week? Let's start off there. Week was great. School, work, got a bed frame. Nice. Gonna put that together. You know, adult things. Bought a Roomba, got stolen from our front porch. No. Yeah. It was stressful. We we bought the Roomba. How? So we bought, oh, here's the story. Why were you You know part of it. So we buy a Roomba because we're lazy. You know? Disposable income. <laughs> yeah, we got we got employment insurance. We got OSAP money. Just I mean, I'm spending my OSAP funds on school, Mister Government. <laughs> anyway, we buy a Roomba. It's four hundred, or it was like three fifty. Oh, that's not we, bad. I thought we it was bought a used that. one. We bought a used one because like we'll save the hundred bucks. It'll be fine. We get the used one. Not fine. It's supposed to like connect to your phone, but it wouldn't connect to the phone, and it's like well. We could use it without the phone, but we might as well get the phone set up. It's just easier. So we send that back. It gets back. We buy the exact same one, but brand new. Because we're like, then it won't have any fucking problems. And then I'm home. The day gets delivered. I know it's going to get delivered. I get a text from my girlfriend. She says, it's out there. I forgot to go get it. An hour later, not even an hour. I think it was 45 minutes later. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go grab it. So I go to the front porch. It's not there. Message the neighbors. They said they didn't see it. And it was like, dude, within 45 minutes. So I think someone saw the Amazon person like drop it off and like immediately ran and picked it up or something. That is so fucking shitty. Yeah, but, and then I was scared because we were Googling it and we, there was some people who were like posting on Reddit being like, I bought the exact same thing. They were like, I bought a Roomba off Amazon for 500 bucks and it got stolen off my porch and Amazon won't refund me. But we... Last night, they gave us a refund. Really? Yeah. So, if you ever want to scam... I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I was worried, because it's like... I oh, understand man. people probably do that to scam Amazon, which is fine. Fuck the Amazon. Yeah. A billion, a trillion do dollar that company. Do that a hundred times every day. I don't give a fuck. But I felt... I didn't feel bad. That's not the... It was just like, oh, shit, because... People do this to scam Amazon, but we're not scamming Amazon. Yeah. We literally got robbed. Like, yeah. we don't have it. And so, it was like... I will show you my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> there's no Roomba. That's what I was thinking. I was like, can you guys send an Amazon employee and I will <laughs> literally, they can fucking please search this shit. Not really, because I have, I don't want you to go into my stuff. But you know, a lot of drugs. Yeah. I was like, you could look everywhere and it's not here. But we literally messaged them on like the chat or whatever and they're like, just give us 72 hours. We're going to do an investigation. I was like, what, what investigation? <laughs> you're going to call the driver. He's like, yeah, I delivered it. And then you're going to be like, okay. And then investigation done. And then they were like, yeah, we'll give you a refund. I mean, w- w- one refund at a time, you know, through to get to like through the $13 billion they have, you know, that's how we eat the rich. Amen. We keep stealing Roombas. Man, that would have been shitty if they didn't give us a refund. <laughs> yeah, that fucking, that's a lot of money. That's, that's a lot half, of- a, almost half a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I don't got that lying around. No, that's true. Well, I'm glad that was resolved. Anyways, yeah, welcome um, to baseball. Let's talk about Roombas for three minutes and 50 seconds. That's what we do. This is a Roomba politics, Roomba-based politics. Not a math pod, but a Roomba pod. Pro Roomba, I guess. I don't know. Like, I'm surprised you bought it. 
to be honest. Cause I like, didn't buy it. The girlfriend bought it. Because I want <laughs> And I one. agreed to pay for half of it. I've heard the Robo Walk, Rock ones. They're like a competing line. To, uh, we're, not, oh. we're, we're not reviewing these right these now. These seem That's great. Not... They can like memorize your house. You can map it out and stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can map it out and you can also schedule it. So like yeah. every Thursday it runs for three hours at a time. And it's a nice little friend to have around. You know, you guys don't have a dog. We'll, we'll get a dog after we can take care of the Roomba. Yeah, that's good. That's, a, you know, that's, that's kind of what they say. Roomba, dog, baby. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like how our ancestors also, did it. Also, she's know? pregnant. So we're going Roomba to baby. <laughs> Skipping the dog. <laughs> we're going to get a dog. Got to get more money from the government. <laughs> <laughs> we got to just steal more Roombas. <laughs> We just got to get Amazon to like refund us. Three more Roombas. And we're, we're, we exactly. got dog money. <laughs> I, uh, Anyways, what's I, happening? I had a good least. week. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll we'll get on to... I mean, there's shit going on. Like, we'll, we'll, We've got a really good reading series for the second part of the episode. But we'll talk about some... Uh, just, you know, what's happening in the baseball news. I always start with the Yankees. My team. Depending on how I, you know, I'm feeling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I abandon them, but uh, now would be one of those times uh, because they lost a fucking heartbreaker last night. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting. Like we saw la- last time we talked, it was like if the Yankees win, then they the the it will be a three way tie. I think they won that mm-hmm. day, they did win and that so day. it was a three way tie for. The whole time up up till yesterday when the Yankees yeah. lost, like it was like each of them won every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won all all of them won every day until yesterday when the Yankees. It was like waiting till one of them cracks, and then like what's gonna happen? Because Wait, who did the Red Sox play this week? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. Who did the Red Sox play? Go to Wednesday. Why am I forgetting? Because I think they only won two of three. It was two of three to the Mariners. Mariners, but I think. They lost the first game. I can't remember what oh, happened. Oh, they did lose one. But I think like... Did yeah, the, they did lose the first maybe game. Maybe they were half game up in the... I don't know how it works. Anyway. Yeah, maybe... The, yeah. I, that was a stressful ass series. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But I thought... Because they... It all, it all worked out to where we're all tied again, basically. Yeah, I guess... Yankees are yeah, basically, yeah. They were tied. They were all tied as of yesterday, and then the Yankees lost. Yeah, and I think the Jay, yeah, Jays, Jays and Red won. Sox were both off. Yeah, I think yesterday. So, so it's only half a game back, um, but it was in heartbreaking fashion. Well, any loss of the Orioles is heartbreaking. This is like just fucking pathetic. I mean, it's just one of those games. You know, with the with the Ghost Runner, you know, it has a sense of inevitability to it mm-hmm. that if you don't score in the top of the inning. Yeah, get ready to lose. Like, and then the first guy up drops. The most beautiful bunch you'll ever see. It just—I don't remember who it was. He plays Richie Martin. Sure. <laughs> I was watching on my phone, so okay. I remember the name. Yeah, he laid that down beautifully. It was one of the greatest bunts you'll ever see. It wasn't it was, even a sacrifice. He An- got the first. Anthony Rizzo was literally standing beside the pitcher, like he's but on first side, like he's yeah. like parallel with the pitcher. Um, but and he still uh, got it down. Still got it down, and and it wasn't even a sacrifice bunt. And it's yeah. just at that point you're like, wow. Now it's first and third, and it's no nine ones. hitter, and then it's Mullins Mountcastle. It's so like, they, all right, well. <laughs> so they get they get Mullins out, or they walk Mullins. They just eye walk him, yeah. Got Mountcastle out on a horrible strikeout, and then 
You yeah, know. Jesus, what a horrible app. Yeah, really. It's, <laughs> it's like, Ryan, this is your future. Like, what? Swung at ball four, like, nine times. Oh, if you yeah. look on the baseball app, it's lit- I, the, he, Wandy Peralta didn't throw a strike. No. It was and then pathetic. Hayes got a little chopper through the field. It's just, uh, you can't lose to the Orioles. You li- like, I'm not even joking. The Red Sox have a three-game set against the Orioles starting tonight. If they lose any of those games, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No, no you, you genuinely... The Orioles you're have... going to have to face you if you go deep enough into the playoffs you're gonna to have to face the White Sox or the Astros or the Dodgers or all three or, of them. or all three of them oh you know I think we'll be anyways nah, you, keep going you worry about the playoffs. cannot lose to the Orioles you can't do it it's pathetic yeah you're not it's... beating the Astros if you're losing to the Orioles if they, I mean, look, the first two games went really well, and I was thinking, because I, I was looking at that the first game, and I said to myself, if they don't get score a run first time through the lineup, they're never going, they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I, w- I am on the brink with this team. Like, it's just, they, you have to, you don't have to beat the Orioles. You have to fucking dominate them. You yeah. know, like you, you have, have to make it so the bullpen doesn't have to work. Yeah, like, exactly. Especially, and they didn't really do that at all. They won the first two games. They, they won the first game pretty handily. They won the second game barely. Yeah. And they lost the third game in barely. extras. So well, the, yeah, that's, just doesn't give me a lot of confidence going forward. I know this is not a Yankees podcast, but I just talk about the Yankees at the top of the show yeah. every time and whinge. But my God, it's just that's like a, this team Cora? was supposed to be so good. Yeah. This team was championship or bust, and they're bust. Yeah. For sure. Like, they're not going to go far in the pool. I'm not saying it's yeah. impossible. Sometimes They you might know, not make it. I you, honestly, those Jays have that first spot locked up. The Red Sox I and agree. Yankees are fighting. I agree. If the But that's the thing. The Jays might slow down because they're really hot. They're so hot. I would. God damn. Yeah. The wild card game in Toronto. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. I'm gonna. I'm not. I can't wear my Red Sox jersey anymore in public if that happens. Yeah, I'll get shot in the streets. Absolutely. I don't want to get shot. You'll in get the killed streets. by Drake. <sighs> that <laughs> might be my sexual fantasy. Baka. <laughs> blah blah blah. I just did some math. Uh, the Orioles have wand. 47 wins on the year. 47. 47 wins, and nine of them are against the Yankees. That makes it to 5.2 percent of the wins <laughs> are against the New York Yankees. Yeah, they're in the same division. They play them 19 times. But that is depressing. I did notice. The Yankees had nine free, not free. That's nine games. If the Yankees win half of those, they're easily in first place. Isn't that yep. crazy? Yep. Obviously, you could do that with fucking any series. The Red Sox don't get swept by the Orioles to open the season. There are three games ahead. Who gives yeah, a fuck? true, true. But, like, that is, it's it's the Orioles, man. <laughs> the Yankees, on a good note, on a positive note, the Yankees did... They secured their 82nd win of the season on uh, the previous game, the second game of the Baltimore series, which means that for 27 straight seasons, I believe it is, the Yankees have been a winning team. Wow. They have not had a losing season since uh, before I was born. I think it was 1992, if that math makes sense. 27? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I don't know no, if that makes be sense. 29. 29. That makes more sense. Yeah, 29. 27 championships. 27 right. rings. Yeah. They've had they've been a winning team longer than both of us have been alive. They've not, they haven't had a losing season. That is pretty crazy. So but it's like, like they've also only won I guess they've won four World Series in that span. Yeah, they had a, a really strong run 
just after back that. to back to back, right? Yeah. 78, 78, 78, 79, 2000, and then lost in 2000. They almost won four in a row. Jesus fuck. Yeah. God damn. Derek. And then they won in 2009. So there is some, you know, they haven't been as dominant in as far as getting to the World Series in this, this millennia. Hate that but... 2019. Mark fucking Teixeira. I hate oh, that fucking guy. I cannot, I cannot agree. No? no. He's MAGA. He's. T- He's well, an old head. Well, I'm not saying I like Mark Teixeira, Mark Teixeira but at the time. Switch hit the first. Yeah. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit's A-Rod. great. A-Rod. Fucking love A-Rod. A-Rod's great when he's not calling games. Absolutely. Honestly, I'd love to sit down and just talk to A-Rod. Oh, dream podcast. No no, no. Yeah, cap. Pedro Martinez and probably Alex Rodriguez together. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure A-Rod would be gushing over Pedro. Pedro. Oh, yeah, they're good friends. Yeah. yeah him sure and Poppy would... and Pedro are good friends, which is yeah. fucking hilarious because yeah. I think that they hate each other. But yeah. obviously, that's just not how life works. No, for <laughs> sure. As soon as, I mean, with some players, I think, I mean, Aaron has said he, he has never speak, spoken to Kevin Euclid ever again. Was it Euclid that he no, got? Veritech. 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 I always get them confused. He's yeah, which never is pretty spoken crazy. To Veritech again. Veritech did, you know, put his glove in his face. So I understand. It's you know? a big fight, but, you know, like. God, that was uh, such a great clip. Oh, A-Rod. God bless him. That rivalry, I don't think that... I hope the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry gets like that ever again. Yeah. Because that was mayhem. That was like genuine like hatred. I don't even think the Red Sox and Yankees hate each other anymore. No. There was a point no. in 2017 to 2019, I didn't even dislike the Yankees. Mainly because they weren't like a huge threat. They were a threat. They were always in the playoffs, but... I didn't even hate anyone on the team. I was like, I like this judge guy. Yeah. Oh, Stan, I like him yeah. from the Marlins. Yeah. And then now it's like, I kind of hate them. I hate Bright Gardner's fucking stupid head. But like, <laughs> you know, he's got grit. Yeah, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got he's grit. He's got good grit. But I don't think I hate, who do I hate on the Yankees? I go flip-flop with Odor. You know, I don't like Yeah, it. yeah, you do. I hate him, but I love him. I like Odor. Odor is Clubhouse guy. Good clubhouse. Clubhouse guy. Joey Gallo, love Joey Gallo. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo, I don't like I just don't like his head. I don't like his face. I mean, I don't like the anti-vax stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the team just doesn't. It's I interesting. Can't. I was listening to to uh, Trevor Pluff and uh, Chris Chris Rose. Oh, great show! Baseball Today, great show. Excellent Chris Rose's show. rotation's great too yeah. with all the players. Yeah, and I love I love baseball today, and it it gives me it's a great lot morning of show. Great morning, but I it doesn't it come out in the afternoon. Well, it's like kind of middle of the day. I feel well, like. if most days the morning is the afternoon for me, I guess so. Not yeah. these days. I think it's like an afternoon show. But um, anyway, great show, really good show. Just twenty minutes of, of of good baseball stuff, and they were talking about uh, the Padres swag chain and and yeah. uh, being like, "Well, where's the swag chain now?" Like, yeah. and Pluff was Pluff was like. I was kind of surprising. Ploof. Being what are you saying? Ploof. Sure. <laughs> I think that's how it's said. Oh, okay. Ploof. <laughs> Trevor Ploof. Trevor Ploof. Trevor Ploof was saying like he hates the swag chain because he's like, yeah, it's like great when you're like the fucking swinging your dick, but yeah. like you like this team is bad now. Like this team is really like like not like if they don't make the playoffs, it's a fucking disappointment. Oh, like, they were yeah, the guys AJ getting fired. They were the guys. They were the fucking guys. Like when when this season started, everyone was behind the Padres. Like they were the game to watch. Padres, Dodgers, or Padres, anyone. Yeah. And every time I've tuned in over the last like two months, I'm just like, 
Jesus. Like, what happened? Like, this team is so talented, but like. Yeah, injuries have been bad. Yeah. And like, they're just not playing well altogether. And the, yeah. Everyone's had injuries. Yeah. The rest of us got 80 people on the COVID IL, but yeah. they're still winning games, you know? Yeah. That's no, eh, it is. It can be. There's key injuries, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Tatis, like, Machado, and Cronenworth go down. Yeah. You're not going to be doing as well, but like those guys are there. And Snell kind of like being pretty disappointing for the first half. He's of the been season. good now. He's been being he's good. good. Was he a dog? He's, he's a good, good boy. boy. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's Darvish caught, has been horrible. Yeah, that's the other thing. Dar- Darvish, Darvish. Darvish has been horrible Snell. since the sticky stuff. St- happened. I guess so. Yeah. Is, yeah. Ever since that, you can look at his numbers. It's just cool. <laughs> which like, is unfortunate he was so good in japan though like and like but i guess it's probably just, using sticky stuff there well they have a sticky bait like they have a tacky baseball they have a totally different that's ball. true yeah they have a ball that's already sticky like it's not sticky but it's tacky that's what you would say which is what everyone wants mlb to do so that yeah. like you that or give some like substances that people can use but i mean we're getting I, by without it so like, i think that could happen maybe in the off season the they come up with the, a list of substances you could use i think it's reasonable to to, to say if the union know? agrees yeah sure why not i think the union would be all for it you know that well the union's half hitters half pitchers you know true not half but you know yeah yeah about yeah yeah well, interesting actually there's more pitchers than hitters um what do you think about the phillies you know, I fucking love the Phillies. How do you think this NL East is going to, uh, you know, pan out? I don't know. I think the Braves finally get caught for their cheating fucking lies. <laughs> oh such... I have a vendetta. I don't know. No, I think the Braves take that division. The Mets are done. Mets are done. Put Mets them in the fryer. Oh, absolutely. Cooked. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> Phillies are more cooked than a fucking baked salmon. I don't know why that was. This is all that came to my brain. Than a baked salmon. Baked salmon's cooked. We should really make a T-shirt that says "More cooked than a baked salmon." I'd wear that politics. with a big piece of raw. Sa- I mean, that merch coming salmon. to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Phillies are done. No, they got no chance. I don't think anyone has a chance. Yeah, I think I agree. The Phillies have. A- I think the Padres. I think it's the the Cardinals and the Reds are who to watch. But the Reds suck now too. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Um, it's so interesting. Back. Yeah, fucking St. Louis. Like, what the hell happened? But uh, more on the Phillies. The Phillies, yeah. like, I mean, they've got a pretty, like, interesting schedule coming up. Like, let me pull it up because I remember looking at it. When speaking of schedules, like, the Padres have, like, I think, eight, like, 70% of their remaining games is against the Giants. Yeah. So it's like, not only do you need to win, like, 80% of the games you're playing, Eighty uh, percent of them are against the best team in the league. The Phillies have the easiest schedule out yeah, of anyone. That's true. It's Mets, and then tonight or no wait, Mets today. Next three games, Mets, then Orioles, then a four game set with the Pirates, and then the Braves, and then the Marlins. You so would have to sweep the Braves, and it all comes down to the. Braves. You have to win out, like the Colorado Rockies in two thousand seven. You, you just have to win every game. You have to. I think they have to go like, what do they have? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They have like seventeen games left. I think they need to go like fourteen and three at the yeah. worst. Yeah. And all and you can't lose to the Braves. Three of those wins have to be against the Braves. And even then, I think they're still tied. That'd be fun. Game one sixty three. I'd like that. But I'd also hate that. Because like I like the Braves. Who's starting? Winner take all 
game for the Braves. Uh, Chuck, not, not Tuki Tucson. Yeah, I put I put Charlie Morton out there, or yeah, Max Morton versus Nola. I be a good game. Or Wheeler, for you. Wheeler. Yes, we. Yeah, I guess Wheeler's Wheeler. better probably. Yeah, Ranger Suarez. Speaking of fucking Ranger Suarez, we got to talk about Ranger <laughs> a Suarez. A theme on this podcast was God. using Ranger Suarez as like generic pitcher. As like a generic shitty lefty. And he is having an insane season. It's the opposite of a curse. He's at like 1.8 ERA. We mention people like in, in like not flattering ways and they become amazing pitchers. He's going to get MVP vo- or Cy Young votes. I'm calling it. He's going to get at least a vote. Really? Yeah. I, 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 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy his jersey. Okay. <laughs> But man, he's his still numbers on the Rangers? are hilarious. No, he's not. No, he's a Philly. <laughs> was he always a Philly? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just got his name with the. Oh team. yeah. No, he's a Philly. No, no one good on the Rangers. No one. The only good pitchers on the Rangers are actually on the Phillies now. Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Ranger Suarez has like a one eight ERA last time I checked, but has like a like a three nine expected ERA. Like he's playing way over his like expected numbers. Huh. His FIP is like two and then his X FIP is four. Huh. It's like, oh dude, you're getting way too lucky. Yeah. But still who gives a fuck? Give him some sign you know, peripherals don't matter. No one cares about expected numbers. I'm just kidding. I do. Yeah, there was a good story about the Phillies today, um, in the athletic. We're gonna go to the athletic later, but I will uh diverge for talking about this great story that I read that I'm pulling up. And I definitely am not uh, forgetting what it's called. But it was about the Phillies. And, yeah, Matt Gelb. In the Gelb. Matt Gelb. What a name. It's called The Phillies Stretch Run is a Race to Not Waste Bryce Harper's Historic Season. And I really liked it because, you know, they were kind of – they talked to Harper and, you know, like obviously it's, it's a weird position the Phillies are in because – they were pretty out of it most of this year behind the Mets. And now the Braves have been like in a not commanding hold of the division, but they've been in the lead in the division for like, I don't know, the last two months almost. Like, not, like the Phillies were in the lead. They had the division a month and a bit ago. The Phillies did? Yeah. They yeah. Like, I want to say like definitely post All-Star break. They were like, they had like a two-game lead. That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just been, you know, a downfall for both the Mets and the Phillies. And it's just, you know... It's it's just a weird. I I think it, it's 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 strange looking at this. You know, Bryce Harper having one of his career a yeah, yeah. career best seasons. You know what I was just thinking there's a potentially that the two MVPs are going to be on non playoff teams: Otani yeah. and Bryce Harper, and or Fernando Tatis, or Vlad. Honestly, like you know, I I, I book it now. Blue Jays are making the playoffs. Yeah, the but I think game. there's but there's a potential thing that they don't make it. Yeah, and there's uh, obviously that's why baseball is not football because the MVP doesn't have to be on a winning team. But like, yes, that's pretty insane. Yeah, it's and it, you know what that means? Kike Hernandez should win the MVP because okay. he's going to be on a playoff team. Well, Freddie so. Freddie Freeman should win the MVP in the NL then. Freddie Freeman is a fraud. I just like hating on the Braves just because you like them. <laughs> I know you do. I like the Braves. I do like the Braves. I like Ozzy Albies. It's just fun to say like he's cheating because like <laughs> he's actually a productive hitter this year, you know? Yeah, it must <laughs> be nice. <laughs> wonder what that's like. Um, yeah, so like, I don't know. I think the Phillies are in a bit of a, you know, they're in a bit of a place that like is Harpy's having an amazing season. 
And yeah, he's the best hitter in the fucking league. And the team is pretty bad. Like, they're not bad, but they are, you know, well, historically, they've been, they haven't had a winning season since 2011. They haven't played a postseason game since 2011. They, wow. They're on pace for a perfectly winning season, 82 wins, which will not get them into the postseason, most likely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely won't. As they say, you know, no one cares if you're good or bad if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Hey. You know, the the Orioles and the the Orioles and the Yankees, Red Sox or Jays, whoever, you know, doesn't make the playoffs of those three, they're all the same. <laughs> you know, isn't that mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. You both don't get a chance at winning. Yeah. Which is a hilarious. Yeah. That's is- why you don't have expanded playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Very anti-expanded playoffs. Lots of reasons, but yeah. Um, there is a good story that you should read if you have a Daily Beast subscription. I was just going to mention it here because I thought it was cool. Do you have a Daily Beast subscription? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> because... Uh, it doesn't seem like a publication you uh, frequent. No, it's not Daily Wire. It's not the Ben Shapiro thing. Oh, that's Ben Shapiro. Yeah. No, my favorite writer. Yeah. My favorite I have, a, I have two subscriptions to that. He's got um, a hot sister. You know that? I do know Yeah. Uh, Abby? Yeah. Yeah, what a queen. Pop off. She's married. Um, of course she is. <laughs> Young Jewish women are always married. We're not getting into that. Anyways. Daily Beast uh, had a story that I thought was great. I assume it's great. I can't read it, so... That's one of my favorite. Oh, it's a great article. Did you read it? No, <laughs> but it's uh, probably good. I think I did read it originally because, like, I was a lot of free article, but now I'm you can't not. Read it now. Yeah. Uh, but it's about Carlos Delgado, Blue Jays legend, and him uh, protesting the war on terror in 2004, and like not buying into like you know American nationalist jingoism, and it, like him being booed because of it. Because after he saw like what was happening in Abu Ghraib and the fucking salt mines, he was like, "This is fucked, dude. Like, why are we wrapping ourselves in the <laughs> this flag?" This is fucking insane. Yeah, this is true. So like, and he was made into New York's public enemy number one. This is so funny. I know. I want to like write that down. Like Carlos Delgado. And... I'm not making this up. No, I know you're not. It's just fucking hilarious. Like, uh, I love when like athletes are radical. Like they actually understand how the U.S. government like kind of like works. Zero people. Because I don't expect Bryce Harper to know that the CIA is a fraudulent organization. I don't expect him to know that. Yeah. But it's fun when if he did. If Didi Gregorius came out and was yeah like, was like, there's a pedophile ring <laughs> running the U.S. government. I'd be like, yes, Didi, you're right. <laughs> Why do you know he, that? He said he's like. I'm having a bad season because I got the vaccine. <laughs> and it's like, Didi, come on, man. You were one of the good ones. Did he ones. actually say that? He genuinely said that. He said this, like, something dermaglout or something that the vaccine might have, like, uh, like triggered it. Like, and doctor, a doctor was on the record with the New York Post being like, yeah, no, probably not. Uh, but even if it, he said even if it could have happened, it would have been for a few days. And that's literally what Didi is blaming a record worse like his career worst season on. That's and interesting because Didi was like very like, what's the word? Like when last season, yeah. the 20th, he was like always wearing a mask yeah. even when he was hitting. Because he has a liver disease. And like he was careful. You'd think he'd be like, and he doesn't mean he's anti-vax. I think he's he, just uneducated on what's hurting he, his body. He maybe. gave his his like stem, like it was stem cells or, or blood for a trial on the, for the vaccine trial because he has this like rare liver disease. He gave, 
like samples for them to test to see like if like to test with the vaccine mm -hmm. i don't really know also because he had COVID 19. Yeah. he had both this rare liver disease and COVID 19 antibodies so he donated i think it was either blood or stem cells or something wow. to like the research so I, when i heard this i was like what the fuck this is like like this is so out of character. Like you were actually like one of the good ones last yeah, year. Yeah, JD Martinez stuff. said that. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but like Didi, what? Yeah, so, weird. And I, you know, Didi is a really smart guy. Like I've heard him talk before, and he's stupid. Yeah, no. But, but like that, that was. I, I think he's just misinformed. Yeah, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. So he he's Look, not educated. If I could bl start blaming things for co on on the COVID vaccine, you know oh. I would. You know I would. You absolutely know I would. Honestly, you like, know? I was thinking about it the other day. I'm probably not going to have to use it. But if I ever can't hand in an assignment for school. I got COVID. I got COVID. I just got the vaccine. You know, ever since I got the vaccine, I just <laughs> haven't been writing as well. <laughs> no, what are they going to say? You know? You know, ever, since I, got, fraud? ever <laughs> since I got the vaccine, my balls swelled up to the size of watermelon. <laughs> and, and I just haven't been able to move around. I can send you a picture for uh, proof if you want, Mr. Are we, professor. Are we talk about that. Nicki Minaj, cousins. No, I don't want to talk about that. I, I... <laughs> we'll talk about another somewhat COVID-19 related story. The Red Sox. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're COVID and Red Sox. You get worried. Good story by Alex Spear. Alex Spear is... Could it be Spire? It's Spear. I've heard. He's a, he comes on the Red Sox broadcast. Right, you've actually heard it. He's a great dude. He's a great writer. He's not... He writes good stories. He's not clickbait. I don't know that. Not Dan O'Shaughnessy, that piece of shit. Dan O'Shaughnessy <laughs> is a writer for, I think, also The Globe. I could be wrong. But Dan O'Shaughnessy has been around writing for the Red Sox literally since I was a child, probably before that. But all Dan O'Shaughnessy writes about is why this Red Sox team isn't fun and that yeah. he doesn't like watching them and then comes out with an article two days ago. Sorry to get off track. But Dan O'Shaughnessy... All he does is talk shit about the Red Sox and say they're not fun to watch. And then two days ago, comes up with an article saying, why isn't the public latching on to this Red Sox team? Maybe it's because all you do is write about how shitty they yeah. are. And it's like, anyways. But Spear is like great Boston media. He asks good questions. He's not like, you know, bad media where he just asks like, oh, how was your game today? He asks good questions. Doesn't like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, he's a good writer. He's so a good reporter. He wrote a good, he wrote this great piece about like what actually happened interviewing a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what happened with the Red Sox, you know, COVID outbreak. And, and um, it's a great, like, you know, it's called, what we how would it call, broke down. It would, yeah, we would call it a TikTok in like political, a like TikTok. As in, it like goes through like kind of day by day, hour by hour almost, like what happened behind the scenes. You have people interviewed. It's called a TikTok, but like, not like, Nah, I'm not getting into it. No. Um, I was going to make the joke, too. It's not uh, Charlie DeMelli. It's, it's, a, it's a little longer. Um, I mean, it's a great great piece. Just recommend people reading it. We've been talking for a while already, so I won't do... But, I mean, it's just a great reminder that, like, we should be taking care of ourselves. And, like, this can happen to people. And, like, you know, like, especially on a team that's not 85% vaccinated... Things like this can happen. I mean, um, I thought it was interesting, like them saying that they were early in the season from April to June, uh, the Red Sox were uh, testing unvaccinated players every other day and fully vaccinated players would test at least twice a week. 
but they also tested everyone yeah. before they went. And that to was every only flight. the Red Sox. That, yeah. And so Matt Barnes said the testing before each flight wasn't a league thing. That was the Red Sox going above and beyond, said uh-huh. Barnes, who is vaccinated and is also the Red Sox union representative. Yeah. So I just want to say, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is a fucking, fucking solidarity. You're, 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 I, I, I already like Matt Barnes. I love Matt Barnes now. All yeah, stars. he's back tonight. He just got, uh, he's got, what do you call it? Cleared? Activated? Yeah. Yeah, him and Sale both got activated. Anyways, but the good part, there's sad parts in the story and good parts. Ottavino coming out and being like, yeah, it sucked to hear that my teammates were, one, unvaccinated, mm-hmm. two, um, you know, we're just putting, like, making us, not making us lose, but, mm-hmm. like, there were, Hurting their chances at winning, I guess you could put it. Absolutely. And like saying he wasn't mad at his teammates, but like just wish they were more educated in a way. Like I wish they understood like what this means. And it was, you know, tough to see that like Christian Arroyo and Jaron Duran are unvaccinated, which I knew from their Instagram posts, which is unfortunate. Oof. But well, mainly Duran. Duran posts some. Not a big Joe Biden fan either. Oof. Him and Gary Sheffield Jr. going the same boat. I'm not a big Joe Biden fan, anyways. But yeah, it's like unfortunate to see, like, you know, they're allegedly very close to the 85%, but the, you know, three, four percent that aren't vaccinated that aren't getting to that threshold is really hurting them. Yeah. And like, it's really unfortunate because, you know, these are games you have to win. You can't lose. No. You can't lose a series at this part of the season. And you need. You know, you need your guys like Arroyo and Duran who are going to, you know, give you at-bats and innings and whatever, you know? Yeah, Otto said, uh, I just really like... Sorry to go on a tangent. No, we're on the same page because I just want to read what Otto said because he said, I got pretty annoyed with that fact, not necessarily individually to the point of having a problem with anyone. I love all my teammates, but I just felt like that's a certain part of the protocol that like maybe guys didn't take seriously enough in their decision-making process about whether to vaccinate. I just didn't even want to be around anybody. I was going to the weight room by myself and watching the game. The first game, I didn't go out to the bullpen until the eighth inning. I was like, why do I want to hang out with anyone? And it's like, yeah, like that. Think about what that does to like team morale where you're like, we're literally missing people because you're too fucking stupid to get vaccinated. And And like, obviously they don't vocalize it like that. Yeah. But like, it's, it's gotta be the root like feeling. Oh, yeah. you know, like that, like, come on, dude, just take the shot. Like, it's like, you're literally putting our season at uh, in jeopardy. Because you're like doing your own research. Show me your goddamn research. You're in sports because you failed biology, you motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like just we, kidding. you like, lost for a period of time your starting center fielder, your starting shortstop, your best left handed reliever, your best reliever, period. Yeah. And your best second baseman, probably. Like you lost five key pieces to your team all because you wouldn't get vaccinated because you don't think it's good. Like, I don't give a shit about your politics, but like. It's just selfishness. Think about yeah, the bigger picture. Politics. Of Do you want to win a championship? Because you can't if you're not gonna be on the field. You know, if you want to ring and want to push this team further and give us give them a chance. Yeah, you gotta be on the field. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, and they also had to go back. Like, or I think they, I don't know if it was quoted Cora, but Spear mentioned that like Cora and Heim were um, saying like we're enforcing that people weren't allowed to come to the ballpark if they weren't playing like weren't in the, like gonna be playing like if they weren't gonna be pitching and if like you know starter gets pulled from the game he has to leave the ballpark immediately really so back to like because that's what they were doing last year it's like everyone who was at the ballpark was playing in the game or was a reliever about to go in the game right. you know 
So if Chris Sale does five innings, he's out of the building, you know? He tries, he walks right out to his car. Yeah, In basically. Because <laughs> they can't have people, you know, hanging on the clubhouse. Yeah. And they're better. It's obviously gotten better now, but like that time when like Kike was positive and shit. Yeah. Patient zero, as he likes to call himself, yeah. which I thought was fun. Kike's cool, though. He's vaccinated. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not his fault. No. It's Royal's exactly, fault. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not his fault. And like he's okay, but it's just. That's that's why. And you know what's also fucked that I thought of, I didn't think about for a while is that Eduardo Rodriguez got COVID last year and like almost like not almost died, but his heart was like breaking yeah. down. And it's like think about that. Like if you're gonna spread this disease around, you're putting Eddie at like a huge like massive risk. Massive risk. Like you you could kill him straight up. Not. Like it's true though. It's like no, it's, you could it, kill him. He's immunocompromised. Because if sure he gets of it again, it his heart might not survive, literally. And it's yeah. like you're not losing a teammate, you're literally gonna like lose him, period. Like from this earth. Yeah. He's just you're not gonna oh, Eddie has to miss a start. Thank God Eddie hasn't gotten it again, because that's fucking terrifying. Oh my god. That's bigger than it's deeper than baseball. That was I that's what I was scared about when he or I was scared about him when he was starting, I think, against the Yankees. And he came out of the game like in like the fifth inning. Yeah. And I was like, God, I really hope it's not as hard. And it was like, like, oh, thank God he has a migraine. Yeah. It's thank like, God. oh my God. Yeah. Thank, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it looked like he was like, oh boy. Yeah. It was fucking Ooh, terrifying. Yeah. Dude. So, and yeah. I don't give a shit. fuck about baseball at that point. Fuck baseball. Yeah. It's about like people's I lives. I do not give a fuck about baseball. <laughs> baseball doesn't matter at that yeah. point. Uh, b- uh, when it comes to people's lives, you know, it's, uh, this is just completely unimportant. And that's what pisses me off. It's like, it's just you know, so I selfish. It's just a po- it's, it's just yeah. a politics of selfishness. It's just like the my liberty is it's, it's a politics where liberty starts with me and ends at you. That's all liberty, all freedom is. It's all like my policy is about. I probably said this on the podcast before because I think it's a very succinct way to describe American conservative, mm-hmm. or not even conservatism, but like republicanism in its heart. It's just a purely selfish desire do i think liberals are selfish for sure but their selfishness is like their desire to like want to go to fucking sweet greens or something like mm. they want to go back to like you know having poor people serve them but like yeah. that's, <laughs> i'll take that selfishness yeah you know what i mean like because it's it's not currently getting people killed in that way anyway let's take a break we'll get back and read a story and talk about uh, whatever else happened and uh, yeah we'll be back in a sec we're back. Um, we're just going to talk about this really good story. It's from September 9th. So it's uh, happened a little bit ago. Um, and I did read it but and tweet it out. But um, by Alec Lewis in The Atlantic. The Athletic. It's not The Atlantic. <laughs> Get those confused. <laughs> um, Same starting two letters. Um, it's called Meet Royal Scout Travis Ezzy, a man passionate about new role bridging gap between baseball and inner city um i'll just read like i'll read parts of it but i'll I'll start at the beginning because it's just really it's just really cool a few months ago travis as he stepped away from a baseball field in madison alabama to answer the phone catcher's mitts popped in the background as he spoke i saw i just saw a kid hit a ball 400 feet as he said over the noise not many other scouts will probably see him (laughs) being where other scouts wasn't was the whole point as he traveled to the Alabama Sticks to evaluate players from historically black colleges and universities in the Southwestern Atlantic Athletic again, c- Conference Baseball Tournament, 
His goal was to find diamonds in the rough. Talent MLB might otherwise lose simply because these players don't compete in highly populated traditional scouting settings. Um, so he used to be uh, the Royals kind of area scout for Mississippi. Um, and the Royals kind of promoted him to a new role of like his own thing. The first kind of, no one's ever really done this before of evaluating talent in the African community african-american community and being a resource in that community as we try to grow the game and motivate young african-american players to play the game love that so it's just like he is just a guy who kind of just i assume proposed this role and was like we're missing people like Mm -hmm. there is talented people here that we don't see because they don't play travel ball because they go to black universities because they didn't go through like the traditional not they go going to, to Vanderbilt. They're not going to Vanderbilt. They're not going to like these big colleges. They're going like, they might go to great college like Howard and like, you know, and, and, and yeah, like HBCUs like that are like, you know, have historic. Um, and even just in the South in general, like there isn't as much scouting, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause a lot of people come from California, Florida, Florida is in the South, but it has much more of a baseball kind of, you know, you don't see as many people coming from Alabama. Um, the role is, according to Royal staffers and fellow scouts, perhaps the only one of its kind in the majors. But here in Kansas City, home to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, here in a place where Satchel Page once f- fired fastballs for the famed Monarchs, they take the fading number of black players in the, in the majors to heart. That's why the Royal Scouting Department made a choice. If you say it's important to have a presence in the African-American baseball community, you have to freaking do something, Moore said. Moore is the uh, uh, head of scouting um, for... Uh, he's the, or sorry, he's the Royals general manager. I think of like un undervalued black players, teenagers, high school kids, as like ju- almost like the Negro leagues were. Yeah, just all these guys who were are so unbelievably talented. We just never got to see them play Major League Baseball. Like, yeah. you know, you know the Josh Gibsons and the Satchel yeah. Pages and those guys. The, Satchel Page only got like three, four years in the MLB. Yeah. Gibson never got to play there. Yeah. But like, there's countless cool Papa Bell. We never got to see him play mm-hmm. against the Yankees or, you know? And like, it's the same today. It's just there's no, no one scouts largely black areas. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I, like, we scout in the Dominican. Why don't we right. scout in Alabama? Yeah. Right. Why don't we go to the South? Yeah. It's especially such a weird like, discrepancy. Especially the South is like they play baseball all year round. Exactly. Like, it's, it's like just like California. Is, exactly. That's why that's why so many people come from California. Is why because do we they want play white base, kids? Yeah. You know? What do white kids have that black kids don't? Nothing. Like they don't have anything at money, I guess. Yeah. But like money. talent wise, there's no real difference. Obviously, you know, talent but like raw talent you can find anywhere. And like there's a lot of reasons, you know, like why they're why the number is dwindling you know um part of they get into like african-american players make up made up 18 point cent 18.7 percent of mlb in 1981 according to usa today the number is dwindled to 7.7 percent that's an 11 percent decrease in in 30 years that's crazy that is crazy it's a big drop is it 40 years it's 40 years sorry um why that ha- has happened is different depending on whom you ask, but most answers revert back to opportunities, which have decreased even at the professional level, given clubs can now only carry 180 total players. When you lose two minor league clubs in 20-plus rounds in the draft, Goldberg said, you lose opportunities for players who haven't always specialized in baseball, who might need more time and take yeah. more time. Take Lorenzo Cain. 
How much yep. time would he have gotten? You have to be quicker with evaluations and hope that they're developing now. But the hardest thing about our game is that players develop at their own pace. It's like, that oh, is 100%. so true. Like You always talk about the, you know, the the Trouts and the Vladdies of the world and whatever. But, like, there's also, you know, the Tommy Fams who have to spend eight years in the minors or whatever it is. Altuve. Like, insane. Altuve, who is just this tiny little Puerto Rican kid who did, or not, Venezuelan, Venezuelan kid, my bad, yeah. who just showed up and, you know, signed for $2,500, I think. $25,000. $25,000. But still, like, he lived out that for, like, seven years yeah, in the chump minors. change. But, like, and he had to work so much harder than so many players had to. Yeah. Just because he was small. But he was—he's still, to this day, one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah. Period. Oh, no doubt, and will go down, you know, as 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 a legend, and and, and probably and, a Hall of Famer. If, you so, know. like, already you're removing opportunities from people by like having the draft be less, and you know, yeah, shelving modern, shelving all these minor league teams, which was a big part of you know what happened over COVID that kind of went. You know, just under the radar, you know, and you'd think it would allow for these minor league teams to have more money. They don't. They're not paying their their players anymore. They're not paying, you know, they're, they're, they're not like people are sleeping in their cars and shit. Like, it's fucking horrendous. So and like people just can't deal with that for a long time, like especially yeah. if you don't come in with any money, you know? Yeah, um, it's, that's I mean, you can think about all the talent that does get drafted, but and. That could be the next, you know, Mike Trout. Obviously, that's a bad example, but you know, the next great player in them will be. But they don't have enough money to pay the rent, so they yeah. have to literally stop baseball, playing baseball, because they can't afford it. You know. Yeah. The guys living in apartments with ten other dudes. You know. It's just it can't be good for development at all. Yeah, that's I, the crazy thing yeah. about them will be to me is like, why do you should put billions of dollars into the, your minor league development yeah. billions like make it so they never have to pay for a meal they never have to pay for rent yeah, yeah. it costs a shitload but that's going to make talent better for generations yeah like that's it's just like you're you you can not focus on the now because you're not going to have a future you know yeah i it just doesn't make any it's sense so to true and, and it literally is like imagine if you could pay a guy who like guys who have to live with eight other dudes in a fucking two bedroom or whatever, you know, insane yeah. scenarios they're in. Yeah. What if you could pay everyone have their own apartment? They could sleep on a good mattress every yeah. night, wake up, eat a good breakfast, yeah. eat a great lunch, eat dinner. No, these guys are literally eating and have one this, meal a day. Yeah. And, and ha- sleeping on the floor. And driving for Uber. Yeah. Like and having to work another job. Like, like how are you supposed to get better at baseball if you you have to spend eight hours a day working another job? Yeah. You know, how are you gonna develop? It's just, they just don't care. They don't want to spend the money. And I mean, I part of this, you know, story that really like compelled me was that like Ezzy, Travis Ezzy is, is he, he's like knows this story. Like he, he grew up, you know, he grew up in it. And, and the story goes on to say that if anybody knew the magnitude of a simple introduction such as this one, it was Ezzy who grew up in the inner city of Baltimore between West Fayette Street and North Monroe Street. The spot highlighted in HBO's television miniseries, The Corner. He demonstrated his professional potential during a workout at Episcopal High School in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, <laughs> he was, a scout literally handed him a Los Angeles Dodgers information card and said, why don't you fill this out for me? <laughs> um, in time, the scout would learn about Ezzy's family dynamic. Ezzy's mother died when he was young and his father wasn't around. Ezzy's brother, whose love of Cal Ripken Jr. era Baltimore Orioles fueled Ezzy's passion for the game. 
He died young due to complications from liver cancer. Sharp would learn that when Ezzy traveled to workouts in front of scouts, he did so by getting a ride from a neighbor named Lynn Molnar, whose Bible study Ezzy had attended. Inspired to the point of wanting to help, Sharp began picking up Ezzy for workouts. He drove him to watch minor league games, and even after the Dodgers drafted him in the 12th round, Sharp treated Ezzy to a lunch at the Hard Rock Cafe on Baltimore's Inner Harbor. During the signing negotiation period, the Dodgers had also assigned Sharp to do some pro scouting coverage. One night, he was headed up to Wilmington, Delaware, and he had an idea, so he called Ezzy. Travis, I want to take you to a game tonight so you can understand a little bit of what pro baseball is about. <laughs> you can see what you're getting into. Mike McDougal was pitching. By the fifth inning, Sharp was thinking he had screwed up because McDougal was throwing a no-hitter, and Eddie, Eddie was shaking his head. I'm not signing, as he said jokingly. Why? Sharp asked. I can't hit this stuff, as he said. <laughs> Travis, Sharp responded, he's got a no-hitter going. These guys can't hit him either. <laughs> so uh, he ended up signing for a $70,000 bonus. Um And, oh, man, I, I'm sorry to just keep reading, but like oh, this is just right. such a great story that... Um, two weeks later, as he signed for, for what the Baltimore Sun reported was a $70,000 bonus that day, as he asked sharp, do you think I could get some of my bonus early in those days? The bonus usually arrived 60 days after the signing. What's going on, Travis sharp asked, I'm leaving here to play. As he said, and my aunt's lights aren't on. There are bills I need to pay. Sharp was taken aback. I mean, like who thinks about doing that with his own signing bonus? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's. Ezzy, it's to me, I am honestly like getting emotional, like reading this because it's just like Ezzy is a great example of why baseball is so fucking cool because Ezzy never made it to the majors. Like he played minor league ball and he was a good player as you know, as, 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 but he, he never made it to the majors, but his love of the game is turned it in, turned like into a career that no one else does. He like created a job for himself, yeah. scouting black players in places that people don't go, so he could give other kids like the chance. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't make it to the majors. Like, it's not going to be that for everyone. But like, you need to show like, you need to give these kids a chance because there's people here that will change the game, that will be superstars. And like, you are literally like, your game is dead if you don't have these kind of people. Like you can't just keep pulling people from the same neighborhoods because honestly, like these pe- like people know that like there's other sports. They're going to choose other sports. There's mm-hmm. already like very little, you know, if you're a pro athlete, an elite athlete, you're already more likely to choose basketball or football oh, yeah. over baseball. You're going to make way more money right away. Oh yeah. If you are an Aaron Judge type talent, like the fact that he did choose baseball is only because he was knew he was going to go first in the draft. Like he could have played pro football or basketball, I'm yeah. sure. So like, and most guys go that route because they get paid right away. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. It, Kyler Murray, great example. Literally, 2018, he was drafted fourth overall in the M, or MLB draft, and he also got drafted, I think, second overall in the NFL draft. Right. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I want to play baseball, but." You know why would I do that? Like he makes so much money. Yeah, is, is he? He's a starting quarterback, right? Yeah, he yeah. starts for the Cardinals, I believe. Yeah, I could be yeah. wrong, but yeah, yeah he's a right. stud too. I think I've got him on fantasy actually. But he'd be a stud, but in baseball, but he'd be in Double A or Triple A right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, d- yeah, exactly. It's just not worth it when you can make whatever ten, thirteen, fifteen. I don't know whatever he's making a year. So it's why like making shit money in the yeah. minors for many years. It's why like baseball will attract more like 
talent if we improve the minor leagues so that I'm not saying that these guys need to be like millionaires before they make it up. The best ones already are with their signing bonus. Yeah. But if we can make it, if we can level the playing field so that everyone who plays from rookie ball to the, to triple a, every single person has enough money to have a house, uh, an apartment at least. Yeah. Good food, access to really good training facilities and no and good like trainers and no ability to work in the no need to work in the off season you will see a talent increase in MLB and and because not only are you attracting new players but you're getting more out of the players that you already have in your system yeah, exactly. you will see a revival of the league and it will cost you not that much money nothing. it will cost you like for every in the long run, nothing. Every team You'll make money. It would be like signing Bryce Harper's contract, like 20, 20 to thirty million a year. They make Bryce Harper's contract in a fucking year on his jersey sales. Oh, you know? they make it in a weekend on his jersey. Yeah, sales. Yeah, it's just. Well, I mean, uh, no. They, they make it on. A, they make, making a lot of money though. They're making a lot of money. They make it. They might make it in a weekend in the postseason on TV deals oh, on yeah. TV rights. So like, they have the money. They have the money. Yeah, everyone has the money. The pirates ha- have this fucking money. The Diamondbacks have this goddamn money. Yeah. So lot. like, it's not like this is unreasonable. This is very reasonable. Anyway, this was a bit of a rant, but I just wanted to. This is perfect base politics. Yeah. We use this platform to talk about important issues that are at the crossroads of sports, baseball, and politics. And this is Travis Ezzy, man, like. What a, what a fucking hero! Like what a, what a guy that like is such a example of like a transcendent ideal. Like yeah. how do you grow up and become someone that inspires the community around you and finds like people that like deserve to be uplifted? Be like Ezzy, man. That we, that's a T-shirt. Be like Ezzy. I'm I'm I I, I want to make that sh- shirt and have all the proceeds go to uh so, some of these uh organizations that support black baseball that's yeah. actually a good idea maybe we'll do that yeah if you'd like that leave a comment below or or like and subscribe and uh yeah anyway that's a bit of it for this week yeah. a little bit heavy at the end but uh hey it's important we're having yeah. fun and uh we hope you uh take care of yourself we hope you enjoy and we will see you next week <laughs>